Welcome back to LGBT D&D Season 2. Let's D&D do this! And so, where we now pick up with our group. Yes. We pan down from the sky above the city of Nurton. Oh, yes. we're back. You see the desert and the temple with the Yuan Ti dead, slaughtered. Oh my god, yeah. And those few left over to repopulate. We zoom back over this long stretch of desert, mm. seeing a path of footsteps. Oh. Back to the city of Nurton. With an oasis. Where yeah. we see finally. A windmill on the outskirts of town. Ah, oh, so pic- picturesque. <laughs> this large windmill that sits there. Mm. An inn for travelers who come in and out. Mm. The Hobgoblin Inn. Mm. Run by a hobgoblin named Helk. Helk. Lovely. You all have been finding yourselves visiting Helk, mm. who has hired on one of your folk. Grass... Why don't you start us off? Mm. Redescribe a little bit about your character for anyone picking up. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 Grass is back. Ever since she took on this job with Helk, she has been living it up at the Hobgobble Inn, taking orders, working on herself. She's been renting out a room upstairs as like this little work stay kind of arrangement with Helk and living her best life. Her mushrooms are prospering. Her hair is long. It's just kept growing. She hasn't really had time to get a haircut since taking up this job. She's more focused in the moment um, rather than on her appearance. And just really... Feeling like her childhood self is fulfilled. Feeling that moment of friendship she always longed for in her youth and enjoying the company of her peers. Mm. And so as we pan out to grass, working there at the Hobgobble Inn. Oh yeah, mopping out the floors in the back while some tune is playing. Uh, They have a little arcana phone playing off a little... Tune. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Helk is in the back starting to cook. As you know, your friends are coming by tonight for a dinner. Mm. A special dinner. Uh, the first to arrive, Varel. Oh, yes. Varel, you walk through the door of the Hopgobble Inn. Yeah. Do they swing? Are they like saloon doors? I want to definitely go through the doors too, too fast. Yeah, absolutely. Boom! You know, the doors uh, kind of bank and then swing back. Um, Varel is a, is a human fighter, um, just off of looking like a, like a, like some sort of soldier of a, of a certain place in uniform. Like there's, there's too much, um, ragtagness to, instead of like the orderly uniform that there should be. So there's like a, you know, a piece of scarf that's tied around his arm. There are teeth that hang around his neck. Um, his, you know, hair is in like a close cropped, uh, bun at the top. And there's just a massive, absolutely, you know, too, too big um, greatsword uh, slung along his back with a, a few, not you know, none too, none too few daggers um, and other swords at his side. 
Um, and definitely, yeah, just popping open the door and just being like, where's grass? You know, like, where's my friend? You know. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Come around. Oh, yeah. my God! Help, yeah. I told you about this warrior. Oh, my goodness. Here mm-hmm. they are. Mozart. And I, yeah. And I, I, I love it. I hold my breath when I give uh, Grass a hug because, you know, none too many times I've done that and the mushrooms have, like, <sighs> gone off and, you know, <laughs> I've taken poison damage or whatever. So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I give her a big, give her a big hug and, uh, yeah, I'm like, you know, let me throw a few through copper or silver on the uh, counter to get a pint of mead. And I say, like, I'm always the first one here. You know, I left late. You know, I wanted to be fashionably late, but I, I can never do it. You know, I just I get that fear that I that I'm gonna actually be late, and then I'm the first one here, so I'm sorry. You know. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, uh, never apologize. Welcome. Ah, <laughs> oh, grass, you always make me feel at home. Yeah, and then yeah, big pint of mead. Um, you know, put sitting in a sitting in a stool, putting the feet up. You know, just excited to catch up about old times uh, while we impart our story. And as you take your first swig of the mead, yeah, tastes sweet, <sighs> ah, delicious. And in walking through the double doors, Eliwick, there she is. We're walking under the double doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Eliwick, Eliwick kind of shuffles in. Um, she's looking a little rough. If everyone's being oh. honest, kind of like has like a little bit of like a five o'clock shadow like oh, vibe about her. She just kind of shuffles in. I think she's been uh she's been living in the in uh like the land of their um adventure for the time that they've been gone. She's just mm. replaying some battles, thinking about some gnomes that she pants, and um <laughs> she's not feeling too good about herself. Um, Ooh, like, clothes are just looking a little more tattered. Um, she just walks straight up to the bar and just says, Pint for me! And, um, that's, that's, that's all she says. And, um, yeah, she just doesn't, she doesn't look at anyone. She doesn't, she doesn't realize that anyone's there. And, uh, she's just, she's really living in the past right now. Whoa. Yeah. Comes out around the bar, just pours you a glass of the mead. Yeah. Hands you down the big mug. Yeah. Just uh, one sip. You wouldn't think that um, such a small body could could hold so much, but um, but it's just before it before Whoa. it's even on the counter, it's gone. Oh, oh my god! Wow. Impressive. Yeah. Wow. And a think... and a big burp. <laughs> you okay, girl? We look at each other. We look at each other. We both go to like say something and then stop and look at each other. Yeah, and then. And then keep trying it. Yeah, are you okay? I say in Dwarvish, you know, because that was always, like, you know, the language that we would speak together. Like, um, you know, it's been a while, old friend. Um, then Eliwick says friends. Eliwick has no. And then <gasps> makes eye contact with Grass and Varel. And it's like, like, big kitty eyes. Just <gasps> like, what? And and um, you just see the stress melt away as she realizes... She's back with some comrades that um, understand what she's been through. I was just about to say, Eliwick, you didn't sound yeah. like yourself. I no. kick a stool, like, you know, over so that, you know what I mean, there's like an there's a space for her at our table. 
Yeah, yeah of course. Like, hey, watch the furniture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I nod my head because it's probably not the first time I've smashed something in the Hobgoblin Inn. Yeah, I nod my head and I go like, if I break it, I pay for it. I remember, I remember, you know. <laughs> How can't say anything? How can a crazy family reunion here the other night? The door swings open again and in walks... Four people this time. Whoa. Big group. Big group. First off, the two ladies of the group. Mm. Uh, one, a red-headed woman with fine, delicate features. Oh. Very angular cheekbones. Uh, has this green cloak on her. Mm-hmm. Is walking arm in arm, hand in hand, with Cress. Ooh. Hot. Yes, and Cress absolutely saunters on in, like, taking very elegant walk, because Cress, as a changeling, gets to change however she wants to look with however she feels each day. Today, she has this long brown hair that's partially, like, braided over on one side, like, to show off this one earring that she's wearing with a just purple amethyst gem hanging down and her new pride silk outfit that she's wearing, Mm. uh, which she has very much made herself. And it's this elegant gown, which kind of simulates being two pieces as it crosses down and, like, goes out to her sides. Like a dark lilac lavenderish shape mm-hmm. and then a white features as well and a dagger hanging down at her waist and her eyes one is purple and one today is silver because she likes to switch around what her other non-purple eye is like it's cool. and she comes sauntering on in as she sees her friends and then a quick like subtle shift in like how she is like losing track of some of the like grace that she has because she is excited to see her friends but still like holding back and wanting to like not show that and like be her like usual aloof self Mm. Uh, but she does come over and uh, she orders a whiskey at the bar for both her and Kaidi thank you dear and Hilk pours both of you ladies a shot, pours it, slides it over to you across the bar in that perfect in that cool way. Thank you very much. Any anyone else taking part? And I look around at my friends. Oh, of course. And especially you look back towards the other persons that came in with you. Friend Tigran, a dwarf, red hair. On the shorter side, even for a dwarf. Mm. Uh, very muscular, though, and uh, he has a brown cloak on, a uh, bow strapped over his back. Comes in next to and kind of chatting with Art. Um, Art looks up to the group, and uh, he's smiling brightly. Uh, he looks happy, uh, but his eyes are completely bloodshot. Uh, he has a couple more crow's feet, some wrinkles, a few more gray hairs. Um, he's not walking as quickly. Um, but he's just 
powering through and he looks around the room and he's like hey guys um you're never gonna believe this i saw uh, a hobgoblin doing a walk of shame from here this morning like while we were walking here who did that grass is that you is that you grass <laughs> She she was cute. She stayed over a little late last Ooh. night. Ooh. All right, Ooh. grass. I make a lot of friends here at the Hobgoblin. I'm I'm not gonna kiss and tell anymore. But you were so, you were Hobgoblin. She was. <laughs> whoa! Oh man! Hobgoblin D. Oh, oh, I Damn. yeah, that was so. Please throw me under the fucking bus, Ellieway. I'm excited to be here. The food smells great. Uh, I would like the recipe immediately. Um, uh, Art kind of calls over <laughs> to the innkeeper. Don't let him butcher your recipes now. I wouldn't butcher it. I never butcher. Ever. I've never butchered anything or anyone. Accusations. Anyways, uh, we're all here. Does nobody remember Ada? Oh, shoot. I always forget about her. Yeah. Yeah. And you see in flies a mechanical owl that lands on the desk. <laughs> it says, go on without her. Oh, what? 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 Who? Oh, God. I I thought you were going to say who again. Yeah. And it's saying things. Where is she? Oh. I asked the owl. Who? God damn it. Who? Ada. <laughs> Pike. Ada. Yeah. You know what? She's she's probably at the library. She's probably doing her thing. You see the owl. Kind of creaks nod. It's it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm. Well, you know. This Ada, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Grass is noticeably absent and hiding behind the bar the oh. second the owl flies in. Whoa. I still hate this thing. And it's now just kind of perched on one end of the table, one of the long tables that sits here at the bottom of the hobgoblin. I hate it. And it's just kind of is pecking down at the table absentmindedly. <laughs> You'd be good for so many ways of me fucking with Ada. Who? Ada. Exactly. I would like to remind you that this owl can can shoot. Cress, I would like you to keep all of your fingers. I I believe the owl will attack. What? Varel says like Ada would never attack us. And this owl is Ada. Art kind of scoots his chair away uh from the line of sight of the owl just in case it decides to pop off and start shooting. Uh, if if Chris tries to interfere, yeah, at the, yeah, at that point, I say, anyone else taking a shot? I already took two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Ellie and I are already there. Yeah, we're we're yeah. Shot around for us nice. to all take a shot together. Can we get some flaming shots in here, like a little? little... Russ gets behind the bar and just starts pouring some shots out for what? her friends. <laughs> it's called Bold Who's. Yeah. It's strong. That shit is strong. <laughs> I, I want to take an arcana check on this. Good. Uh, make it an uh, investigation check. That's beautiful. First roll. That's a nine. Looks like a fine shot. So you all shoot Grass's new 
Bold Who's concoction. Tastes great. Tastes uh, herbal with a little hint of cherry. Ugh. It just doesn't really taste like cherry. <laughs> cherry anyway. and grape. Is, yes. is that even alcoholic? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, shoot! Grass says and then looks over to her right hand on the bar. Ah! Oh, man! Elk doesn't really let me come behind the bar quite often. I'm, I'm more of an herbivore, if you know what that means. Um, ah, shoot. I think I say like uh, R-C-Y, you know, because like, uh, it just doesn't, just tastes horrible and is weird. Anyway, 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 adventurers, you ragtag adventurers. I think we've come here for a story not to talk about my cocktail making abilities. Yes, I think, Cressy was saying there's some sort of agreement that you bartered with the Thimble Dicks. The Thimble Dicks, yes. The Thimble Dicks, of course. I slug my mead. Thank you very much for listening to Episode Zero, our first episode back of Season 2 of LGBT D&D. Next episode, we'll be picking up with a recap of all of the events of Season 1 of LGBT D&D. So stay tuned for September 29th when that episode will be coming out. Thank you again so much for listening. Make sure you give us a review, follow us on Instagram, and share us with your friends. And hope you have a great, fantastic, awesome, wonderful day.